Welcome to the Engineering Emotions and Energy Podcast, where you can relax, recharge, and reconnect. And now, your host, Justin Wink. My last podcast, the one on how to succeed at love, it's one of the worst I've ever put out. I thought it was just awful. I listened to it. It was painful. That's just my assessment. What did I do with it, though? What did I do with this steaming, smelly pile of pod? I published it. And you might be wondering why. Well, let's back up. My name is Justin, and I am a recovering perfectionist. My first recollection of being a perfectionist... Yeah, there's going to be a little bit of a story, but stick with me, because this is going to really tie in with how you can pursue your passion by not being a perfectionist and going to build this up and it's going to be really awesome. So my first memories of being a perfectionist really could have been sooner, but definitely freshman year of high school, I just had to be perfect in school. Like I would get back usually, you know, hundred percent on math tests, you know, really high nineties in chemistry. So that was, it was my comfort zone. Yeah, like usually if something had to do with a language or humanities, something like that, I might get low 90s or even high 80s. And this led to me sometimes getting an A minus or ooh, somewhere in the B range. Uh, maybe one class a year, maybe two. So even with all the honors and AP classes I took, I got a really shamefully low GPA of 4.63. Yeah, and so that only put me at the uh, the lower end of the top 25 out of a class of 500. You might go, Justin, that sounds super successful. It was. I am still successful. Yet back then, it was so fucking miserable. So very, very miserable to have to keep that up. I had to do so much studying, and the less close I was to being perfect in a class, the more I had to study, the more work I had to do. I Sometimes this, this didn't happen in high school, but eventually in college, if it was really, really challenging enough, I might have to actually go, oh my gosh, talk to the teacher and or the professor. I remember at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, where I went to college, being as poor as student, less than perfect as I was, I wasn't able to go to, you know, schools like MIT or Berkeley. So I had to settle for a, the, the jewel of the Cal State system, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, which is it's actually a really, really fucking awesome school. Fantastic. So, so grateful I went there and not to those other schools I mentioned. They did not sound fun. I had fun and I got a great education and I've been enjoying life. So I took this material science course and it was from a new professor. He was not very good in retrospect. Yet I had to get an A so that I could keep having my near 4.0 GPA because in college they don't do the bonus points like in high school. Out of four, four is the max. You can't. So you got to get close to four. At least that's what I believed back when I was still a perfectionist. And it was really, really challenging because he did not teach it really well. And so I actually had to go to this professor's office hours to try to better understand stuff. And I think that was the only time in you know, high school versus and undergraduate college that I actually went to talk to a teacher. 
And um, I, f- I felt really bad about it and didn't like it. And I think I managed to pull out an A- in that, that really horrible, horrible, awful class. It was just not fun. So just that took more time, took more effort. Whereas probably if I'd been someone who had been content with a B, B-, minus, I probably wouldn't have had to spend too much time. And so not only does it take a lot of time to maintain being great in the stuff I was already great in, I had to avoid anything new. Because if it's something new, there's a chance, oh, I might not be perfect at it. And if I, it feels bad just being slightly less than perfect. What if I'm just completely awful at it? I, was, I, can't, I couldn't handle that. So I every now and then, you know, I'd get roped into going to something new, like ballroom dancing. It's amazing how sometimes, you know, one fear kind of counteracts another fear. So basically I had the fear of, you know, not having a, uh, a woman to date or, uh, you know, to hang out with. So everyone says, we'll go to, go to ballroom dance. And so I eventually at one point in undergrad, I made it to the ballroom dance club and they don't tell you this, but this has been my experience. There's usually the assumption that there's always, there's always plenty of women at these ballroom dance things that women love to dance. And it's very rare. My experience completely opposite that it's usually way more men than women. And so either you're dancing, you're dancing with men, which is fine, or you're sitting out. My, my purpose was, was to meet other women. So to sit out or to dance with a man, it was just not, not my ideal. That's not the main point. The main point is I sucked at dancing. Why? I had never really danced before. And just the anxiety of not being good at it, not knowing how to use my body in space and possibly using it and hurting somebody, it was just terrifying. It was not fun. And it took me probably another four or five years before I ever attempted to try dance ever again. And that's just something that should be fun. Who cares if you're good or bad at dance, right? And the global perspective, no one's going to die. It's not going to cure anything. It's not going to harm anything. So just have fun. Just go dance. Yet when the goal is to be perfect in all aspects, in all ways, even something as simple as dancing can be ruined. And to me, dancing is not something that's super important in my life. Yet let's take this to something that maybe is more important in your life. Let's take something that's more important to my life. (laughs) So to me, I'm super passionate about helping people relax, recharge, and reconnect. That's why I do this podcast. That's why I offer my coaching services. That's why I do my Tuesday 20, where it's 20 minutes to help people relax, recharge, reconnect. So I'm sure those recordings, no matter when you're listening to this, are going to be available either on YouTube or my Facebook, whatever it is. But that's I'm passionate about helping people do that because I was awful at it most of my life. Like I was very high strung, you know, very intense, which led to times of deep, deep depression. Because if you're not able to pursue what you really want to do, have fun in the way you want to have fun, have impact in the way you want to have impact, it's just, it's depressing. Because it's just, what's the point of life if you're not doing what you want to do ultimately, right? If all you're doing is pleasing people by being perfect, in what form of perfection? Who's defining perfect? You know, in school, unfortunately, there almost seems ways of being perfect because you can get the highest score, you can get the highest grades, you can get the most amount of scholarship money. Yet when we 
get to other things in life. And for me, as someone who's done over over a decade of yoga, maybe now on over 15 years of yoga, and I've done 500 hours of yoga teacher training, I still hear people all the time. I invite them to yoga or do you want to go to yoga? And they're like, no, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at yoga, which I find hilarious because after so much yoga, there is absolutely no good at yoga. There is just showing up and doing it in a way that's best for your body and the best for your mind. Because to me, a big part of it is just, are you aware of your body and your mind? And whatever form that takes from the outside perspective, who fucking cares? It doesn't matter. But people get wrapped up into, well, the picture in the book says I should be able to completely get my head between my crotch and be like a dog licking himself. Just because someone can do that doesn't mean you'll ever be able to do that. I know I'll never be able to do that. And even if you could do it, do you really want to? Do you really want to be that close to the nether regions of yourself? There's a lot of things that could go wrong. Like, you know, one, it might be awful or worst case, what if it's too good? What if it's just way too good that you get down there and just you decide you never want to leave and they find your dead body there, you face down, head and crotch, like all because you wanted to be good at yoga and that's how they find you dead. So there's no good from trying to be good at a lot of things in life. There just is doing it, do it for the pursuit, do it because it's just something you enjoy. So how do you do that? You got to let go of the goal being perfectionism. I find watching a baby trying to walk, and again, I don't know if it's babies trying to walk or if it's a two-year-old trying to walk. I don't know human development that well. I just know at some point, a little a little wee one goes from just being a blob sitting around, maybe crawling, to someday trying to like stand up and walk. And it's fun to watch that because if you watch a baby try to walk for the first time. They suck at it. They're awful. It's like they might not even get on two feet for more than a quarter second and then boom, they are down for the count. Come on, baby. That's not walking. That's just teetering and like maybe they need to support themselves. It's it's ridiculous. But what's important? Does the baby give up? Hell no. Baby gets up, tries again and again and again and again until what? until someday they are walking because you did it. I did it. Assuming you you can walk if you never got to the walking phase. Sorry. I, but you did something. There was something you sucked at and you got better at and now you can do and you didn't. Uh, for, for many people that walking is at least something that we, we figured out at this focus. It's not about the walking. It's about getting better each attempt It's the progress, not the perfection. And that's what's important is to flip that and avoid being perfect and just look at, am I getting better? Am I making progress? And that's not to say that, hey, it doesn't matter that there isn't some ideal, that there isn't some standard that you're trying to achieve. It's just, are you getting closer to that instead of worrying about, did you do it or will you be able to do it immediately? If not, then I'm not even going to try that's usually where this comes from is I'm just going to avoid. I don't, I don't want to fail. I don't want to be less than. I don't want to be seen as not good enough. I want to immediately be good at something or I'm not going to do it. By being like a baby and just focus on progress, not perfection, 
really allows to have some joy in the process. I grew up in Southern California, Orange County, probably 20 minutes from the beach. And most people are like, oh, California guy, like you must have surfed like all the time, every day or whatever. And no, I never got into surfing as a kid. And then when it was, you know, high school, I was pretty sure I would not be good at surfing immediately. So I, I didn't like, nope, not going to, not going to attempt it. So I never actually tried surfing until I think I was like in my late twenties or about 30 years old. And I could afford to, you know, get a professional instructor that would teach me all the things so that I could effectively be good as fast as possible. So I would be, maybe I'm not the perfect surfer, but I'm the perfect surf student. I got better and I got better. And now I can, I'm a pretty shitty surfer and I'm very happy with that because that's appropriate to where I am. But I have fun. If I go somewhere and they're surfing, I enjoy myself. I have fun. It's a good time. It's about enjoying the process. Because I really like this line from this old 90s movie, Cruel Intentions, trying to remember the actress's name, talking to the dude's name, the two, two of the main characters. And he's like, you know, trying to say, how can I win with you? Like, I just can't win with you in this relationship because he's trying to make something happen. And she responds, and I think it's a fake British accent. She, she responds, it's not about winning, Sebastian. And that stuck with me that relationships and most things, it really isn't about winning. Because if we think about in a much wider context, what is there to win? I've accomplished just about everything I set out when I was 15. I've 100% accomplished. And all that I get is the desire to do more. And it was when I finally decided, I'm just going to enjoy pursuing what I want to pursue. And I'm not going to get too hung up on actually accomplishing because once there's the accomplishment, it's time to find another goal. And that that in and of itself is fun. That is rewarding. So if it's not about enjoying the process, there really is not too much joy. Because that, although there often is that sense of joy when something is accomplished, it's relatively short-lived in the grand amount of time of how long the pursuit actually lasts. The progress, not perfection... That's a line that I got from going into Al-Anon meetings. So 12-step, I know it's definitely borrowed from, from AA as well, which basically says in working, in working the program that it's not about, you know, sticking to a certain schedule, you know, getting through all 12 steps within 12 months or 12 weeks or whatever, or doing it in the right notebook. It's really just about are you putting one foot in front of the other in some way and getting closer towards whatever your goal is. And, you know, in 12-step work, it's about letting go of maybe the substance or maybe it's the attachments or the bad relationships. It's about letting some stuff go and then becoming a full, independent, healthy person. And for me now, what I'm trying to do is sort of move forward and be able to help people relax, recharge, reconnect, in much more specific, much more large ways. I'm really excited to grow my reach, grow my audience, which is why I uh, started working with a podcast uh, editor. Uh, so, hey, Joey, he's he's the one that listened to the last podcast. and was like, dude, you have a lot of ums, ahs, and you knows. I edited out a minute and a half. There's still a lot left. And he did it in the most most loving, kindest way. And 
So I listened and I was like, yep, that, <laughs> that's a lot. And as a Toastmaster, which is a great organization, if you want to get better at public speaking or podcasting or just talking to other humans in any context for really low to no cost, it's like, I know all of these things. I know that, but I wasn't aware because I wasn't aware I wasn't able to apply my abilities, my skills, the way I, I could. And I'd like to think I'm doing much better this episode, thanks to the awareness that Joey pointed out and that I took to heart. So if I was hung up on perfectionism, I would have been like, ugh, gotta gotta re redo this episode. I'm gonna have to go write a script and I'm gonna have to redo it. But I was like, you know what? Nope. What's more important is getting this message out. Like, I might be floundering around, I might be a little annoying at times, but then there's some other parts of that episode where I'm like, fuck, that was good, I nailed that shit. That was a really good point, delivered really well, really amazingly. So, although it's not a perfect episode, and in some ways I consider it one of the worst ones I've released, I'm still very proud that I made progress on getting something out there that I know the message in that is going to help at least one person have a little bit more love in their life in a little bit more enjoyable way. And when there's that, that just lets things be a little bit more at ease, a little bit more relaxing. And then when we're loose and relaxed and at ease, oh yeah, stuff can kind of flow and things can happen. Because you ever hear the story, you know, some guy yeah, or gal, at the top of something high, um, and then maybe they, for whatever reason, they they fall off. You know, maybe they, it's a five-story five drop or something into a river and it's usually like, oh, that, that distance, usually somebody would break a leg or they'd, they'd snap their neck, kill themselves. And usually the way the story goes is like, but they were totally okay. You know why? Because they were completely drunk. So they were just all loosey-goosey and they didn't tense up. They would have tensed up. They would have, they would have killed themselves. And I'm not saying get drunk, be fucked up. And I'm, I mean, I'm not here to judge. What's important is a lot of times we are living life overly tensed, overly anxious, and it's killing us. So relax, loosen up, embrace the suck. It's okay to get a little shitty. Just enjoy it. You're, at, you're where you're supposed to be. And as long as you're moving towards something that you want to be moving towards, that's all that matters. Just let it be. Just let it go. Focus on your progress, not your perfection. That's the way to pursue your passion. That's all I got for today. Thank you, and good day. If you want to contact the show, email me at podcast at justinwink.com. That's Justin, W-E-N-C-K. And find me on social media, Justin Wink PhD, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and YouTube. And if you want ways so that you can relax, recharge, and reconnect, find the Tuesday 20 every Tuesday at 12.05 p.m. Pacific. It's only 20 minutes, and it's going to get you relaxed, recharged, and reconnected. It's on YouTube, and it's on Facebook. So looking forward to seeing you there. 